Good morning and grand rising. We are here with another episode of the Hoodoo and Chill podcast. It is Monday, the day after Mother's Day. And with me as always, and has been with me as always, through it all, my beautiful partner in crime as well as love and light, the one and only Latoya Alexandria. Good morning, Grand Rising and Good Light. Je suis la Sisi Vec la Magnifique Sir Bale on this beautiful lundi morning. I am so excited about this show. I just want to say first, happy Mother's Day to all of the moms. I hope you had a wonderful day. Um, Feel a joy. And I hope you were able to do those things that um, we like to do on Mother's Day as moms. Most of it consists of relaxing. So I hope you guys had a lot of me time, time to spend on yourselves, thinking about yourselves, um, which is so important, so important. Well, first and foremost, too, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all of our listeners across the world, all of our listeners that are currently here with us live today, and a big happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers in our club who do conjure and root work. You all play such an intricate, important, and vital piece as to why our ministry is consistently growing. And I just wanted to just share that love with you all today. Also, we invite you all on us to, excuse me, with our next show on Wednesday on the Clubhouse app, Wisdom app, I'm sorry. My friend Halicue, Hannah and I will be doing a show, Cardamancy Meets Tarot. It is a six part series, we will be on episode three. So I really, really look forward to that. If you're interested in learning more about tarot or increasing your cardamancy divination skills, this is something you want to look out for. So please follow us on our respective platforms so that you won't miss out on those notifications because we want you in those rooms. We want you to be a part of any and everything that we have going on. I'm on fire today, Toy. I'm loving the energy. I feel like it's been a while since we've been here on Clubhouse and um, I'm excited for today. Listen, I am feeling the energy. You guys are amazing today. You're giving off such wonderful energy. And and we're just blessed and so pleased to present you with this message. Because as we were scripting today, um, a lot of key points came out that we didn't even take the time to think about. Um, Things that actually we often forget. We, We often sort of you know, kind of glaze over it. We don't really take an intricate look. I think this is why this show is so important because there's a lack of presence of mothers in our spiritual community. And we'll get into that later on. In light of Mother's Day, today on the Hoodoo and Chill podcast, we'll be dedicating this show to motherhood and most importantly, the spirit of the Hoodoo Mother. Many of you have seen the term or phrase hoodoo mother used interchangeably throughout social media and other commercial outlets. And while the purpose of today's show is not to tear down any social media personality or brand, we do, however, want to expand the thought process of our audience as it relates to motherhood. And we're speaking again, spiritual motherhood. The spirit of motherhood is real. She exists and walks silently with many of us. 
She is a potent divine feminine force that crossed the waters of the Atlantic and has visited each of our homes. We have all experienced the spirit of Hoodoo Mother and felt the warmth embrace of her kindness and her words or even her healing powers. Our goal is to introduce the world to whom the Hoodoo Mother truly is so that each of us may correlate a strong respect for her. Greetings. This is Latoya from HCR Love and Light Ministries. Are you new to spirituality and seeking either guidance or mentorship? Or maybe you've been practicing for a while and you need a place to call home. We invite you to join our family. Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com to join the largest and fastest growing hoodoo network around. Here at HCR, we promote spirituality as a lifestyle and cultivate authentic practitioners on all levels. Check out the website and see what works for you. Do you need a mentor? Are you seeking classes or just access to the best Hoodoo network available? We have a place for you. Join HCR Gold today. Thank you so much, Toya, for just ushering us in with that beautiful message and breakdown on today's show. So the purpose of today is not so much to focus our intent or energy on the term hoodoo mother. We can honestly say that's just a little bit of clickbait because many of us have been introduced or we've seen the term on social media, we've seen a product or anything commercialized with the name hoodoo mother. But what if I told you that the spirit of the hoodoo mother is real. What if I told you that she is actually a real entity? What if I told you that you've met her? You've met her multiple times. But what if I told you you are her? What if I told you that this is your duty? That everything that you're learning, studying, putting your time and your passion, this burning sensation in you to get closer to your ancestors, this burning passion that you have to get closer to the things that were traditional, you find yourself doing all of the things that your mother did or cooking the way that she cooked, sweeping the way that she swept, loving the way that she loved. You find your intuition getting strong the same way hers was. So my next question is, what if I told you that this energy of the hoodoo mother Every morning when you wake up and you wash your face, brush your teeth, and you splash that one, you open your eyes, you were staring right back at her. And for my fellas and my men that are listening, I want you to understand that we're going to get deeper into this show that this energy 
doesn't only walk with women. It's not just for females. What if I told you that this energy is walking with you too? She's waiting to help heal some trauma that you may have had with your own mother. She is guiding you or being giving you that little bit of love and tenderness that you're lacking. You may be a bachelor. You know, I'm a bachelor. We, we need some tenderness. We need that spirit in our life. What if I told you that you don't even have to necessarily bear children from you physically for this energy to reside and materialize through you? What if I told you that some of you are already mothering without children, Toya. Sierra, thank you so much for this. You made such great, valid key points. What stood out to me most about what you just said is Motherhood is basically a spirit. It's a spirit that's alive. It's a spirit that will overcome you. It's not necessarily the physical that makes you into a mother. And those of us who are mothers know this. So when we start to look at the physical plane and how it relates to motherhood, we think about the characteristics what makes a mother a mother. And again, Sarah, like you just said, and you mentioned, and this was a wonderful point, you don't necessarily have to be a female and do not have to necessarily give birth for you to have that mothering spirit, for that spirit to succumb you, for you to walk in the spirit of mothering. When we look at mothering, we look at key factors and characteristics that throughout the entire, and, and, and I like to say that it's universal characteristics that we are looking at in terms of mothering when we think about a mother. And it doesn't matter what walk of life you're from, what path you're from, what nationality or culture. These are points that mothers have. Doesn't matter who you are. So in light of those key points, in light of those characteristics and those traits, when we think about mothering, they too were intertwined with what we consider a spiritual mother to be in our community. And just as you would raise your children in the physical plane as a mother, you are raising your children in the spiritual plane as a mother. So you would then withhold the same characteristics. So let's talk about those characteristics, right, Toya? Let's talk about what are some traits. And what, as with anything, there is no right or wrong answer. This is something that Toya and I put together to present to you. You know, if you all have anything that you want to add, feel free to back channel us or email us, sirabeyoehudukonjurework.com, and we would love to continue the discussion or what I would really love to see if you guys get this discussion popping in the chat box now. So let's start off with one of the first characteristics that we're looking for. 
And I think that this is a beautiful one right here, Toya. Unconditional love. And I think every mother, hoodoo mother, grandmother, and I love that word, the grandmother, displays this. That undying, it does not matter what you do, what you look like, I'm going to love you anyway. I love this one. And this is the first one that came to mind, Sierra, when we got together and we were discussing this, the unconditional love that a mother has. And we are not saying that we are in agreement with everything that our children do, right? Because there are things that our children are going to do. There are things that are going to upset us. There are things that we will not agree with, flat out will not agree with, but that love, no matter who you are, what you've done, we love you. We always will. And that is unchanging and never changing. That is the first one, Sierra. And I think that's one of the most important ones. It walks us right into the next, which is nurturing. And, you know, I'm so glad and I can personalize this one and say that I'm so glad to be surrounded by the mothers in this community because that's one thing about myself over the weekend um, that my divine feminine came to me and says, you know, you're you're losing your nurturing a little bit. You know, you're 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 you're, you're very strong right now. It's very masculine, and and there was a piece of you that used to nurture a little bit more. Please don't lose that. Remember to balance yourself back out. You know, and I just want to say thank you all for the women in and you too, Toya, for being my partner because I feel like this is what makes us a good team because you can come in on that and, and give that as well as the other women in, in our space. Thank you. And thank you, Sarah. And you know what? I love doing it. I love doing it. And as mothers, I think whether you are, like I said, in the physical plane as a mother or you are a spiritual mother, we love loving on our children. We enjoy it. We take pride in it. We're pleased. It's something that fills us up with warmth. We love to love on you guys. So the next one that we came up with and you guys have, I'm sure, heard this over and over again. It's one of those characteristics that we as women have just given to us by source, okay? It's part of our makeup. It's part of our genetic. It's something that we are, are blessed with, all right? Um, and that is the nurturing factor, okay? So when we're looking at nurturing, um, when we're looking at characteristics, and again, we'll get into why these characteristics are so important when it comes to mothering, as opposed to fathering, how the design is different. So we're not saying just because you're not a nurturer or you're not a mother, you may be a father, that you are any less. We are saying that source created divine feminine and masculine, no matter if it is in the physical body of a man or a woman, you can carry both traits to balance, okay? Because nurturing is something that the mother has. Nurturing is something that we were blessed with. Nurturing is a characteristic and a trait that we are automatically, most of us, born with, okay? So that is what we're talking about when we're, we're talking about mothering. Not saying that if you're a mas masculine, you can't have it, but we are saying that in the feminine, 
That is our design. That is part of who we are. That's part of what we do. And I also think that it adds to the work. One thing about the divine feminine presence, when we see it in hoodoo and when we see it ritualized, it is beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I think whereas a lot of times people always try to downplay aesthetic, aesthetic is an energy and aesthetic does vibrate. When you walk into a nice, clean home, you feel good. You want to be there. Everything is, it, you just feel right. The divine feminine and her nurturing provides a certain aesthetic to our rituals that make it more comfortable and just make you, you just, it's like you're engulfed in the work because it feels good. It looks good. It smells good. The flowers, everything, the way women do their work is a stark difference than men. Not saying that men who don't walk a little bit more with the divine feminine, it, it isn't, you know, similar, but I'm specifically talking right now about the divine feminine presence just in how our work and our rituals are presented. And yes, aesthetic does not matter when it comes to results, but then I challenge that because we're modern day hoodoos. What if it does? So I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but spirit jumped on me about this one. Like, no, listen, there is an energy when your work is pretty and when it looks nice and just having that, it actually does do something for your spirit. Sorry for going off on a tangent toy. No, that was wonderful. I, you know what, when you brought that up, it just made me think of the phrase, making a house into a home, right? We look at the divine feminine, most masculines look for the, the divine feminine to do this for them, okay? Because they'll, you know, you'll get a house or an apartment and you need that feminine touch. And that feminine touch is that nurturing, comforting, making a house at home, making it feel like love inside. So that was wonderful, Sarah. I'm so happy you brought that up. I'm happy that you brought that up. You know, it leads us into a couple other characteristics that, you know, we were talking about. And I think that these two go hand in hand, to be totally honest. Um, being empathetic and selfless, you know? We, we talked a lot about this on our last show about when self-love becomes selfish. And... I sit around and I think about my grandmother, right? She she's not my 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 mother's mother's not, you know, she's a Christian lady, wonderful, powerful woman. My grandmother always catered to her family. And whether people, you know, in modern day society, we have different views and ideals on how, you know, women should manage their time and things like that. And that's totally fine. But I'm just talking about my experience with my own grandma right now. Like my grandmother always, it was always about, you know, her husband or or us and making sure that we were good. Now, she always took time for herself in the mornings. You know, no one was allowed to go into her kitchen. My grandmother is, is big on getting her nails done. She's going to do that every week. So it's not like she didn't take time for herself. But my grandmother is probably one of the most selfless people that I know. I've never 
really heard my grandmother preaching about self-love because it's evident that she loves herself. I can tell my grandmother loves herself in the way that she takes care of her home. I can tell my grandmother loves herself the way that she took care of me. I could tell that she loved herself because of the way that she's still taking care of my grandfather even on his last days. Her empathy. How she could always find a way to feel what we were feeling, whether she agreed with it or not. I've never seen this woman, and I know you all have similar experiences. That's why I'm using this, because that grandmother is a real thing. When have we really experienced our grandparents or the grandmothers being so into themselves that their empathy and their selflessness is blocked? Sir, listen, I love that story, and I love the way that you broke it down. Because we do see this often in our grandmothers. And we talked earlier this, about the difference in the traits with a hoodoo mother and a hoodoo father. A big one was, of course, the unconditional love. But I think that this one, empathy, is one of those traits and one of those characteristics that separates us so definitively from the Hoodoo Fathers. You've heard it before, and you'll continue to hear it, that women are just more emotional, right? Feminines are more emotional. We move more out of our emotions. Masculines move more out of their logic. But you need both, right? So that's why you have both. But this is a true characteristic of the feminine. Again, we are not saying, and I just want to make this clear, that we are not saying that as a masculine, you cannot possess this. We are talking about the grand design. We are talking about the way that source designed us. And when it comes down to it, we just have more empathy. Okay? That's just the way that we're we're made up. So, so when we're thinking about the fact that we live more in an empathetic state, that we do things more out of our emotions, these are traits and characteristics that we look for in not only our physical mothers, but our spiritual mothers too. Being able to step into your children's shoes and feel things from their point of view, to see things from their point of view, to understand how it feels to be them. And again, not saying that the masculine cannot possess this, but if we are being real, you know that a feminine is going to possess this at a much higher state. You really just broke some barriers right there. I want to add to that. Because you really, I hope you all really caught that. That was a huge gem because you were not downplaying the divine masculine in any way. You said the absolute truth. We can even look at this in just divination styles, techniques, and abilities, right? Boom, here we go. I'm gonna use tarot and cartomancy since my other lovely partner is here. Shout out to Halicu. Please tune in on Wednesday. 
on the Wisdom app for your dose of cardamancy meets tarot and upgrade your skills in both. But let's even use that, right? My personal opinion is, and you don't have to agree with me, I think that cardamancy is a divine masculine, and I think that tarot is very much a divine feminine. I very much do. Why? Because tarot is so emotional. The imagery pulls at your emotions instantly before the logic or the meaning of the cards. I remember doing the show with How To last week, and she said to me, we were scripting, she said, well, Sarah, I don't really read the cards upside down because I feel like it just throws everything off. And, da, da. and when I, uh, what I really understood what she meant was I'm removing the logic and I'm basing this based off of my intuitions and my empathy. That is very much a supreme divine feminine trait. And I think we even displayed that in our divination styles. So I do think a lot of times women or those men who tend to walk with the divine feminine tend to be very avid and just amazing tarot card readers. And then I noticed that with cardamancy, men or women who can play on the divine masculine a little bit better, it's like it just clicks because with cardamancy, imagery is not so important. It's logic in where the cards fall and how they fall. There's so much logic in cardamancy that you have to create the balance of the emotions for to get to get the, the reading clear. Even if we look at things like mediumship, there are way more female mediums and they're really, really good at, or men who tend to walk more with divine femininity. Mediumship, I think women tend to resonate higher in because of the fact that what is it? A medium's not using any tools. The medium is pulling directly from the spirit of the dead, picking up on all of the emotions, the feelings, all of those things. But then we switch it over to something like bone reading, where logic is required. And you have to really look and feel where these bones are falling and what does this mean? Once again, I'm on a tangent, but Toya, I, this, this show is phenomenal today because we're both thinking right now. And I just wanted to just give you your flowers and say that was groundbreaking what you said, that there is a difference. And I know the world is very, very, you know, gender equal right now, and, and I'm all for that. But I do think that it is important to be able to compare and contrast the differences between divine masculine and feminine. Hey. Are you enjoying the show? If so, don't forget to follow Hoodoo and Chill on Apple and Spotify and leave us a five-star rating. Would you like to attend an uncut, unedited, live taping of Hoodoo and Chill podcast? Then don't forget to follow Hoodoo Conjure Rootwork on the Clubhouse app and tune in live Mondays and Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Also, if you like the content and want to help our ministry grow, please support us by sending a donation of love. The link is in the podcast description. Now, back to the show. Yes, yes. You know, and like Sear said, like you said, Sear, we are all for gender equality and all of that. But honestly, when we look at it and no one can really deny it, grand design, grand design, we are designed differently. So next on the list, when we take a look at those characteristics and those traits that we feel would exemplify a hoodoo mother, course we're teachers right teachers we're mentors we're guides 
This is a constant state. Even when we are not paying attention, how many of you mothers out there know this, that even when you are not paying attention, your children are still learning because they're watching. Everything that you do, you are the first teachers. From the time they come out to the, of the womb or from the time that you adopt them or get them, whatever way that you have become a mother on this physical plane, you are going to be the first teacher. All right. And this goes for fathers too, single fathers, if you, uh, or, or two dad households, ha- households, if you get a child. The nurturing aspect, the feeling of love and comfort, the teaching by just watching. These are things that are so important when you are raising a child. So they are going to be equally important in the spiritual community. When you have spiritual children, they are watching everything that you do. They are watching by learning. That's how they grow. Yes, they're listening to, but more so they are watching what you do because you're leading by example. So our mothers are our first teachers, which is extremely important. All right, because now you have this person's, you're, you're basically molding this child, okay? We all know about uh, the fact that when children are very young, their minds are like sponges, okay? They're absorbing everything that they that you say, all of their, their senses and are, uh, that are around them, they're just absorbing all of it. Well, if we are looking at the spiritual realm, and even though you are dealing with adults, they still are in a very childlike state when it comes to their spirituality. So they're going to be absorbing everything that they see. They're going to be absorbing your actions. They're going to be absorbing everything that you say because they're in a childlike state and you are helping them grow. We are the first teachers. And I think we need to keep that in the forefront of our mind based on the actions in the community. Sarah, what do you think? I think it all leads us into, you know, our next module, because being that you are the teacher, you are then what the example, right? You even said it that we're constantly teaching our children, even when we're not physically speaking to them, just the things that we do, they're watching us. And your actions sometimes will speak a lot louder than your words as a guiding light when it comes to, you know, training our children in the way they should go. So all of those were characteristics on the list as far as things that we felt like were characteristics of our hoodoo mothers. And we look forward to hearing more of what you guys feel like we might've missed out or maybe even some characteristics of your own or in your own personal life that you've seen. We love to hear from you. So as we go into our next module, which is you know the importance of the divine feminine and spiritual leadership, I want to open the floor by asking you, Toya, as a divine feminine and also as a spiritual leader, why do you think it's important for females to hold a role and a place in spiritual leadership? Oh, wow. There are so many reasons here. I I can't name them all. There are so many reasons. Let, let me tell you this. 
for Mother's Day yesterday, and I'll, I'll use myself as an example because, you know, I always say when we do shows, right, the shows that we do um, are because we've actually lived these things. We've actually had these things happen in our lives. So yesterday uh, I received a message from my daughter who is 19 and she's way away in college in New York. And in that message, she distinctly said, a lot of times it's not said enough that mothers can rely on their daughters too. Which to me, the message was extremely long, but that was one thing that almost made me cry. See, because if we are not being held and holding ourselves to a certain standard when we are teaching our children, where they are able to say, you know what? She also told me, she said, you know what? She said, I'm as proud of you as you are of me. Letting me know that when it's all said and done, when I'm too old and I can't do it, I will do it for you, mom. Because you've helped me grow. You've provided me with all of these wonderful things to help me grow into the strong, powerful woman I am. This is lineage. This is legacy. These are our children. These are our seeds. This is who we are creating and bringing up. And if we are not creating children, whether they be in the physical or whether they be spiritual children, if we are not creating this so that we also can take care of the elders and that this thing can grow and spirituality is not stagnant and by itself and that it won't continue to flourish. If we are not creating people to uphold this, then what are we doing? If we are not creating and helping to create children, and again, I'm using the word children, and I'm saying when it comes to spirituality, you have your spiritual children who you are now teaching. If you are not teaching your children to be able to give back and to be able to care and to be able to make sure that when you can't do something, you're too old to do it, when you don't have the strength or power that they will say, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to do it for you. I'm here for you. That circle of life. If we're not doing that, then what are we doing? What are you practicing? Why are you doing this? And Sarah, as she, as you mentioned before, we talked a lot about the self-centeredness of what we see a lot in this practice. Self-centeredness, self-servitude is something that a spiritual mother does not have because she knows that when it comes to the circle of life, there's no room for that. Wow, that was so beautiful. You know, I do a lot of research, especially when it comes to creating these shows and creating the content for the things that we do. And a lot of times, me, I'm a person that loves to go to source. I never just take information for what it is. I want to follow it up and, and always get the you know definitive or derivative point as for which this came. 
And I say all of that to say that if you study history, if you study anything occult, if you study anything uh, spiritual, anything, you will know or see a synchronicity across the world that women have always held vital roles in spiritual spaces to the point where in some cultures, only women who were virgins and would remain as what they would assume to be pure their entire lives so that they could work in temples. They were the only ones allowed to actually, you know, touch the altars and things of that nature in certain cultures. And then in uh, Romani culture, where cardamancy is derivative from, only the women were the fortune tellers. Only the women were quote unquote, the hoodoo doctors and things of that nature. So my personal opinion is, I think that when we eradicate or when we even attempt to eradicate the presence and the importance of the divine feminine in any of our practices, we're setting ourselves up for destruction. The divine feminine is the source of creation. You're, you, you, you create. You have the magic and the ability, something God-given, to create, to push forth life, to breathe life. How can we take that away? As we were scripting, I asked Toya this question. I said, are we getting some of these gender roles really, really reversed or just, uh, you know, misinterpreted? Because it, it seems to me as if, and I'm not taking away from this at all, so please hear my words with caution as I say this. It seems to me that the world is pushing for more women to take leadership roles when it comes to business, politics, all of those things, or even, even in the home. And there's nothing wrong with that. We do need more female politicians. I can't wait for our first female president. We need the divine feminine in space like that. We do. But what about pushing more of our women to be real spiritual leaders? And I'm not talking about waving incense and sage around on TikTok. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about first grounding yourself and getting your feet in the dirt in your own home asserting your leadership role there, not necessarily wearing the pants in your relationship or anything like that. But from what I've always noticed, it always seems that even if the, the divine masculine may be the head in the household, it is the woman who is leading. There's a difference between being a head, who's at the head, but who's actually leading this thing, right? We need more of our divine feminine to step up in their roles in the home. Guiding the kids on this practice so that they can pass it on to the next. Helping to nurture the divine masculine and help him find some healing. Not even to get so much into this, and I haven't spoken on this publicly, but this is the first and last time and I will. But when it comes to Will Smith, I always say, where was the divine feminine presence in his life getting him the healing and the nurturing that he needs? Because if it was there, maybe things would be different. This is why, in my opinion, the divine feminine is important because she brings balance. She
she can cool off a hot flame. And then she can intensify it if it needs to be. She can be the backbone, but also lead. She can be the support system, but then she can also be source. She has the ability to take care of herself and a strength within herself to take care of everybody around her. Some men can't even do that. The divine feminine, the hoodoo mothers, is a force that is so necessary and so needed that like I said before, that when we try to eradicate it or try to push our women into spaces other than where they deserve and their God-given right to be, we're gonna destroy ourselves. Because grandma always kept everybody together. Woo! Look, that was a whole word right there, Steve. That was a whole word. And it, you know, when we talked, when we scripted this, we began to think about all of these traits and these characteristics. And um, we were comparing and contrasting being um, a mother here on, on earth. And, um, you know, I'll say it openly and outwardly that I am um, pro-choice. So when you become impregnated, you know, if you decide that you don't want the pregnancy for whatever reason, because it's affecting your life in a way right now that is not going to be, may not turn out well for you, for whatever reason that may be, you are able to go ahead and um, practice your pro-choice rights. Now, when we think about that, we are saying, okay, well, you know, if this happens, I can kind of mm, move around. What about when you become spiritually pregnant? What about when spirit impregnates you to be the mother of spiritual children? It's the same thing. However, if you decide to move on for it, it's going to be a little different because I think that it will plague any of us who are called to be spiritual mothers for the rest of our lives because it's something that we are supposed to be doing. There is purpose behind it. There's purpose behind it, okay? We talked about running from that, if you will, spiritual pregnancy. And that this may be one of the reasons why we don't see spiritual mothers like we used to see them. Almost like it's a dying breed. And I think that that was one of the reasons that we decided to do this show. It almost seems like we're a dying breed. Seer told me I was a spiritual mother. I have never said I was a spiritual mother. But then he told me about characteristics that I exemplified that we deemed makes a spiritual mother. And I said, okay, well, maybe I am. On the flip side, we have a lot of people out here that are calling themselves spiritual mothers. And, you know, I'm kind of going off on a tangent as to what Sears said, but 
we have a lot of people out here that are saying they are spiritual mothers. What qualifies you? What qualifies you to be or say that you are not to be, rather to say that you are a spiritual mother? Have you taken on any of these traits? Have you really stepped into the role and are you being a mother to your children, your spiritual children? You see, you can have babies all day. You can have babies. You can raise the kids, but are you actually mothering the kids? There's a big difference. And Sarah and I talked about this as well. Big difference between the two. So with that being said, just because you call yourself a spiritual mother and just because you have God kids does not make you a spiritual mother. Qualify yourself. Those of you who are who have spiritual mothers, qualify them. Just because they're calling themselves mother does not mean that that is true. Truly who they are. I went off on a tangent here, but what do you think? I think we're going over, but it's okay. I'm, I, you know, this is such a needed space today. You know, I think everything you said was on point and exactly accurate because I love the diversity of the divine feminine rising. I love it. She needs to rise. But as she rises, let's not forget the source from which she comes from. And don't forget about who you come from. It's nothing wrong with being a boss, bad B, whatever you want to consider yourself, independent, all of those things. But then I sit back and I said, the toys were scripted and I said, it's nothing independent about motherhood. Where is the independency there? You, 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 you tell me where. Even if you are a single mother doing this by yourself. My mother was a single mother for a period of time of her life. And if me and my sister would have killed each other in that house when she had to go to work, how would that have worked out for her? It's no, it's a, there's a no such thing, in my opinion, as this independency. That independency, that there's always someone helping you. And just like Toy even said, your kids should be acknowledged too. Why? Because you train them well enough that when mommy goes to work, you guys need to conduct yourself in a way so that everything can flow. I need you all to take care of the house because mommy has to do this. Be proud of the things that you are instilling in your children because in turn, it helps you. Nurturing them and when they go off to be doctors and lawyers and then, then they can take care of you. But you also said something else very important about mothering versus raising children is two totally different things. And I stand on this. You do not have to push a child out of you physically to be a mother. And then I'm going to wake it up and say this, just because you gave birth to a child physically does not make you a mother. It doesn't. I don't care how many hours you were in labor. If you don't nurture that child, teach that child, love that child, stand in your duty to raise up something better than you, to add to excellence in the spiritual community, whatever community you derive from, if you're not there when that child needs you, never showed up, 
could never be depending on you, any of those things, you gave birth. You're not a mother. Someone else will come in your life and mother your children for you. Because that's what a real mother does. She is intuitive to the point where she can feel when a person of any age is missing out on the love of a mother. She will not miss out on her opportunity to give you that love. Because what do we say about one of her characteristics? It's unconditional. She knows she's a mother. Mother goes beyond what you pushed out of you. Why are we boxing that energy? Because the last time I thought, the divine feminine was one of those energies that could, was almost like a chameleon. It can manifest into whatever she wants to be. Because you could be a mother to your community. You could be a mother to those kids across the street. You could be a mother to those kids at, your, at, at school with, where your other kids go and you see that there is a need there in another child's life. You could be a mother to another adult who may be missing out on something that no one gave them. Some of you are standing in your duty and taking it by the reins. And I applaud you. We need you. We love you. Without you, this thing is not going to work. We are begging for our mothers to come back. And then you got a few of you who may be scared, looking at your duty right in the face, and you don't want to accept it. Nobody said that you had to have a child, but still spirit may be putting you in a position of spiritual motherhood. There may be a little girl or somebody else that's going to come into your life that you're going to pour into and only you can do it. Why are you running from your duty? We need you. Come back, please. When they say it takes a village, that's the truth. I don't think it was even designed for motherhood to be independent. You think about your own life, even if you are a single parent, even if you don't have all of the support that you think that you somebody's there, whether it's the spirit of your ancestors, the lady who didn't charge you as much as she should have to watch your kids, the person that's picking them up from school, whomever is pouring into your life is helping you. And these are what our mothers do. They are a community. They keep us together. They keep us strong. They keep things going and flowing. And to my beautiful women in this audience, and even to my men who walk with this energy, we love you. We need you. And don't you ever forget who you are. Toya, close us out. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to the show. Do you like what you hear? Well, we want to hear from you. Join the Hoodoo Conjure Root Work Discord server. Use the link in the show description to join the official Hoodoo Conjure Root Work Discord group chat. See you there.
I don't know. We might have to do a part two of this. I don't know, Sierra. I, I think we still have some ground to cover on this. This, this is, is just one of those uh, we topics do. that we, we do. I mean, this this is this is something that needs to be talked about. That's not talked about. And you guys, without our mothers, we are losing. How do we expect to, to actually sustain? How do we expect our practice to sustain? How do we expect those who come after us to learn? How do we expect to leave a legacy without the mothers? So if you are being called as a spiritual mother, I would just like to encourage you. I would like to encourage you to step out, to be brave, because I know you are. To have faith and spirit in what they've set forth for you and what they have planned for you and what is for you. I encourage you today to step into that. We thank you all for joining us, for lending us your ear and your time. I hope you enjoyed this. Well, we hope you enjoyed this show as much as we did. Um, this has been phenomenal here. It's a good one. You know, I just, I, I really wish we had more time. We we have to bring this back because this was, this, this really hit home for me today. I want to just give a special thank you to all of our mothers of our community, those, whether if, if your support has just been a simple comment on the podcast, a follow or a five-star rating, we thank you so much. And then I just want to give a special shout out to the mothers in our club and in our community. I see you all and I love you. And to my goddaughters, neither one of them have kids, but I know as a spiritual godfather, I am raising two bomb spiritual mothers, you know? Because on many occasions, they've had to mother me. So, I just wanted to just pour my love out to you all today and just remind each and every last one of you that you are strong. You are powerful. You are capable. You come from the best of the best. Your bloodline is blessed. It is divine. You are supreme. And guess what? Today is the day that you will step out and walk into your prosperity. I commend all of the chains and bonds, anything that's holding you back from what you deserve to be broken and loosed today. You all come from kings, queens, doctors, lawyers, hoodoo men, medicine men, and women, and so on and so forth. Don't forget who you are, my people. And with that, we release each of you into the atmosphere. Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com to join the largest and fastest growing hoodoo network. 